0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Now you know it's really Advent when we get to this day. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, December 4th, 2023, Monday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. John Damascene, priest and doctor of the church. John was born in 676 and spent most of his life in the monastery of St. Sabbas near Jerusalem and all of his life under Muslim rule. He is famous in three areas, He's known for his writings against the iconoclasts, those who opposed the veneration of images. Second, he is famous for his treatise, Exposition of the Orthodox Faith, a summary of the Greek fathers of which he became the last. And third, he is known as a poet, one of the two greatest of the Eastern Church. St. John Damascene died in 749 AD. St. John Damascene, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. God, you know the desires of our hearts for authentic peace, justice, and love. I offer you my prayers, thoughts, words, actions, joys, and sufferings today, together with Jesus, who continues to offer himself to us in the Eucharist, who continues to reveal himself to us in the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, the unborn, the most vulnerable in our world. May your Holy Spirit be my guide and strength today so that I may be a witness to your love, your justice, and your peace, and to the sanctity of each human life. Together with Mary, our mother, sister, and friend, she who carried the Savior in her womb, with all the communion of saints, and with all of us who offer ourselves to you for the good of others today, we pray. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that people living with disabilities may be at the center of attention in society and that institutions may offer inclusive programs which value their active participation. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence, I ask your pardon for my sins, and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, today is Monday of the first week of Advent. Today we really begin our journey of Advent. This journey towards you, towards your coming, your coming towards us, this fulfillment of your promise that you yourself would come. And in fact, we hear an echo of that promise in today's gospel. When the centurion comes to you, begging you for the healing, for the life of his servant, you immediately say to him, I will come. I myself will come and heal him. And then at the prospect of your coming to his home, this centurion whom one might expect to see himself as superior to you, as being able to command you to do his bidding, he has rather this unexpected response, this immediate recognition of his unworthiness, as he says these famous words, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Lord, you commended and recognized this centurion's faith because he saw beyond appearances on a human level You should have been submitted to his authority, but he recognized that you had an authority that far surpassed his own, and so he acknowledged his unworthiness. I'm sure that each one of us, in fact, has had a similar experience to this, perhaps at various moments in our life, when we get a glimpse into the reality of who Christ truly is, and at the same time, with greater clarity, see exactly who we are, what we are marked with, what we're carrying, what we've done. And when we perceive that, that he, that you, Lord Jesus, want to come and make your home within us, our first response is to say, no, you can't. There's just no way. I'm unworthy that you should enter under my roof. I'm unworthy to receive you. In fact, this reminds me of a retreat that I went on once when I was about 18 years old. It was during Holy Week, and there were various people from various states of life on this retreat. And I remember during the first talk, the priest was talking about the love of God, the unfathomable love of God for us. There was a young woman in the congregation in the audience who raised her hand. I can't remember if it was at the end of the talk or even during the talk, and she said in a shaky voice, but what if you're not worthy of that love? What if you're not worthy? And then she spoke in the first person, I'm not worthy of your love, Lord. And she burst into tears. And I felt such compassion for that woman. And not only because I could see her, her suffering, but because I could sympathize. I knew that feeling. I knew that feeling of recognizing my own sinfulness, recognizing my own inconstancy, recognizing that list of broken promises that I'd made to God, recognizing my unworthiness. You know, the great risk at a moment like that, when we see our brokenness and our unworthiness so clearly, is to believe that that is the last word. I'm not worthy. And that's it. I'm simply too broken, too far gone, too unworthy. I'm not worthy of your love, Lord, and so I won't receive it. And that is why the second part of the centurion's response is so crucial. He says, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my servant shall be healed. It's like the centurion recognized his own unworthiness before you, Lord Jesus. But he did not let himself be paralyzed by that unworthiness. Because he believed in your goodness. And so he had the faith to say, but only say the word. I know that you can. I know that you want to, despite my unworthiness. Only say the word. Because his word, your word, Lord Jesus, is the last word. We can't make ourselves worthy, but you can. And this is the response of faith. And this is particularly clear as we're preparing for Christmas. As we think on the image of Christ lying in the manger. If there's one resounding message there, it's that you, Lord Jesus, are willing to come to an unworthy place. In fact, this is is the entire story of our salvation. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You are willing. To come to an unworthy place. Now, there are three places where you will not come. You won't come to the place that does not recognize its unworthiness. To the one who thinks he doesn't need you. You also won't come, Lord Jesus, to a place that's unwilling to receive you. The opening of John's Gospel says, He came to his own, and his own received him not. Lord Jesus, you respect our right to refuse you. And thirdly, you won't come to a place that is not prepared for you, that is, to one who is not repentant, who's not willing to make a change, although unworthy, to receive you, Jesus. In short, you won't come to a place that is unwilling, but you are willing to come to a place that is unworthy. And indeed, recognizing our own unworthiness is the first step to recognize our need for you. This is humility and confidence. It's faith in your greatness and your goodness that prompts us to say those words of humility and confidence. I am not worthy, but only say the word. Now, when we mention these words, we can't but think about that moment when we repeat them each time we go to Mass, just before you, Lord Jesus, come to us in Holy Communion we recognize your presence, we recognize your holiness, your perfection, and your willingness to come to us, and we recognize our own unworthiness and brokenness. And so we say to you with humility and confidence, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and I shall be healed, my soul shall be healed. And then if we are in a state of grace, we approach your altar with confidence. We approach you, Lord Jesus, in the Eucharist to invite you to dwell within us. And it's not a confidence in ourselves, but a confidence in you, in your word of healing, in your word of forgiveness, in your word that makes us worthy, in your desire to come and dwell within our hearts. Now, if we are not in a state of grace, if we have serious sin on our conscience, We still have that confidence to approach you, Lord. Of course, not to approach you in Holy Communion, which would be a lack of recognition of your holy presence and would be a sacrilege. But we have the confidence to approach you in the sacrament of confession. When we come to you once again in humility and confidence, mindful of our faults, of our sins, recognizing our unworthiness, but confident that you have the words of healing, You have the words of forgiveness through the words of absolution. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask for the light of faith, the light of faith to see you as you are, to see ourselves as we are, and to trust you enough to say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this time of prayer i ask your help to put them into practice my immaculate mother saint joseph my father and lord my guardian angel
1: intercede for me you'll find a lot more of 10 minutes with jesus at relevantradio.com and on the relevant radio app we begin this day of prayer in just a few minutes on daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app It's Monday of the first week of Advent. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin the liturgical day with the whole church, as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the invitatory psalm and the office of readings.
3: Lord, open my lips, and And
1: my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise.
3: Come, Come, let
4: let
5: us us worship worship
0: the
3: Lord, the the King
0: who is is to come. come. Come, let let us sing to the Lord,
1: and shout with joy to the Rock who
0: saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord.
3: Come, let Let us worship worship the Lord, the the King King who is to come.
4: The The Lord is God, the mighty God, God, the great King over all the gods. gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the
5: Lord,
3: the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord
0: our Maker. For he is our God,
5: and and we are his
0: people, the flock he shepherds.
3: Come, let Let us worship worship the Lord, the the King King who is to come.
4: Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me although they had seen all my works. Come, let Let us us worship worship the
3: Lord, the the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they they do not know my ways. So
0: So I swore in in my anger, They shall not enter
5: into my rest. Come, let Let us us worship worship the Lord, the the King who is is to come.
6: Glory to the the Father, and and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was was in the beginning,
3: is now, now,
0: and will be forever. Amen.
4: Come, let
0: Let us us worship worship the
3: Lord, the
0: King who who is to come. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe.
5: Show Show me me your your mercy, mercy, Lord, and keep me safe.
0: Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord. I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, How long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away. With grief, I have grown old, surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled and suddenly confounded.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will
5: will be forever. forever. Amen.
6: Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise.
5: Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The
3: poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them.
5: The the poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them.
3: I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad. And sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities, their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning,
5: is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. distress. God God is here here to help them.
0: I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather.
5: I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather.
0: Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples. For the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord. See my sufferings. You who saved me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion. And rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made. Their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead. All the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you, Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are
3: but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Amen.
6: Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor, bring havoc to the madness of oppressors, look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather.
3: Lord,
7: Show us your mercy and love. And and grant grant us us your your salvation.
5: salvation.
7: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How has she turned adulteress, the faithful city so upright? Justice used to lodge within her, but now murderers. Your silver is turned to dross. Your wine is mixed with water. Your princes are rebels and comrades of thieves. Each one of them loves a bribe and looks for gifts. The fatherless they defend not, and the widow's plea does not reach them. Now, therefore, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will take vengeance on my foes and fully repay my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and refine your dross in the furnace, removing all your alloy. I will restore your judges as at first and your counselors as in the beginning. After that, you shall be called City of Justice, Faithful City. Zion shall be redeemed by judgment and her repentant ones by justice. This is what Isaiah Son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways. And we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob.
5: He He will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his
7: paths. paths. The Messiah, who is called the Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will teach us everything.
5: He He will teach teach us us his ways and And we we will walk walk in in his
3: paths. From a Pastoral Letter by St. Charles Borromeo, Bishop Beloved, now is the acceptable time spoken of by the Spirit, the Day of Salvation, Peace, and Reconciliation, the Great Season of Advent. This is the time eagerly awaited by the patriarchs and prophets, the time that Holy Simeon rejoiced at last to see, This is the season that the Church has always celebrated with special solemnity. We too should always observe it with faith and love, offering praise and thanksgiving to the Father for the mercy and love He has shown us in this mystery. In His infinite love for us, though we were sinners, He sent His only Son to free us from the tyranny of Satan, to summon us to heaven to welcome us into its innermost recesses, to show us truth itself, to train us in right conduct, to plant within us the seeds of virtue, to enrich us with the treasures of his grace and to make us children of God and heirs of eternal life. Each year, as the Church recalls this mystery, she urges us to renew the memory of the great love God has shown us. This holy season teaches us that Christ's coming was not only for the benefit of his contemporaries, his power has still to be communicated to us all. We shall share his power if through holy faith and the sacraments we willingly accept the grace Christ earned for us and live by that grace and in obedience to Christ. The Church asks us to understand that Christ, who came, who came once in the flesh, is prepared to come again. When we remove all obstacles to His presence, He will come, at any hour and moment, to dwell spiritually in our hearts, bringing with Him the riches of His grace. In her concern for our salvation, our loving mother, the Church uses this holy season to teach us through hymns, canticles, and other forms of expression, of voice or ritual used by the Holy Spirit. She shows us how grateful we should be for so great a blessing and how to gain its benefit. Our hearts should be as much prepared for the coming of Christ as if He were still to come into this world. The same lesson is given for our imitation by the words and example of the holy men of the Old Testament.
7: Sound the trumpets in Zion. Summon the nations. Call the people together and tell them the good news.
5: Our Our God God and and our Savior Savior is is coming. coming.
7: Proclaim the good news. Let it be heard. Tell it to everyone. Shout it aloud.
6: Our Our God God and our Savior Savior is is coming. coming. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
1: Amen. Jesus encounters a Roman centurion with a request, and in return, he pays him a very high compliment. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Monday of the first week of Advent, December 4th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the Dramatized Audio Bible, The Lord Encounters a Roman Centurion. It's from the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, beseeching him. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home in terrible distress.
6: I will come
2: and heal him.
1: Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority with soldiers under me, and I say to one, go and he goes, and to another, come and he comes, and to my slave, do this and he does it. When Jesus heard him, he marveled and said to those who followed
4: him,
6: Truly, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you,
1: Many will come from East and West and sit at table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Don't underestimate the importance of making preparations to receive the Lord in Holy Communion. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal. Is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. Psalm 121, which we read in today's Mass, was a hymn sung by pilgrims as they approached Jerusalem. I was glad, chanted these pilgrims as they drew near to the city, when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. This same joy is appropriate to the season of Advent in that each passing day marks another step towards the celebration of our Redeemer's birth. It is, moreover, a figure of the happiness we feel when we go rightly disposed to receive Holy Communion. It is inevitable that along with this joy we should feel progressively more unworthy as the moment for receiving our Lord comes closer. If we decide to receive, it is because he wishes to remain in the species of bread and wine precisely to serve as food, and so he gives strength to the undernourished and the infirm. He is not there as a reward for the strong, but as a remedy for the weak, and we are all weak and in some degree ailing. However, through our preparation, it will appear to us insufficient and in no way adequate for the reception of Jesus in the blessed sacrament. St. John Chrysostom preached in such terms so that those who heard him might dispose themselves worthily to receive Holy Communion. Is it not ridiculous, he asks, to be so meticulous about bodily things when the feast draws near as to get out and prepare your best clothes days ahead and to deck yourselves in your very finest, all the while paying not the slightest attention to your soul which is abandoned, besmirched, squalid and utterly consumed by desire. If we sometimes feel cold emotionally or otherwise, find ourselves lacking in fervor, we ought not for that reason to refrain from going to communion. We will get out of the state of numb insensibility we're in by making acts of faith, hope, and love, and by praying for an increase in these supernatural virtues. If it is a matter of lukewarmness or of falling into a dullness of routine, We have it in our hands to extricate ourselves from this situation since we can count on the help of grace for our rehabilitation. But let us not confuse mere nervous or physical exhaustion or ordinary and inevitable tiredness with a deplorably genuine spiritual mediocrity or a pernicious routine that increases its grip on the soul day by day. Whoever makes no proper preparation, whoever makes no effort to avoid or dispel distractions when Jesus comes into his heart, will inevitably fall into lukewarmness. To go to communion with our imagination deployed on distractions and our mind preoccupied with other thoughts is a recipe for dropping one's spiritual temperature. To be lukewarm is to give no importance to the sacrament we are receiving. The worthy reception of our Lord's body will always be an opportunity to set ourselves aflame with love. There will be those who say, "That is exactly why I don't go to communion more often because I realize my love is cold." If you are cold, do you think it's sensible to move away from the fire? Precisely because you feel your heart frozen, you should go more frequently to Holy Communion, provided you feel a sincere desire to love Jesus Christ. Go to Holy Communion, says St. Bonaventure, even when you feel lukewarm, leaving everything in God's hands. The more my sickness debilitates me, the more urgently do I need a doctor. When we think of the God who awaits us, we can joyfully sing in the inmost depths of our soul, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our Lord is also glad when he sees our efforts to dispose ourselves well to receive him. Let us meditate on the means and on the thoughtful interest we take in preparation for Holy Mass by avoiding distractions and banishing any feeling of routine so that our thanksgiving afterwards may be intense and loving, uniting us to Christ throughout the rest of the day. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We continue praying on this Monday of the first week of Advent. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer.
6: God, come to my assistance.
5: Lord, make haste to help me.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and
5: will will be forever. forever. Amen. Alleluia.
0: lift up my heart to you o lord and you will hear my morning prayer i lift, I lift up, up my, my heart, heart to you o lord, lord and you will hear my morning prayer
3: to my words give ear o lord give heed to my groaning attend to the sound of my cries my king and my god
4: it is you whom i invoke o lord in the morning you hear me In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting.
3: You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face.
4: You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The Deceitful and Bloodthirsty Man the Lord Detests
3: But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe.
4: Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me.
3: No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide-open grave. All honey their speech.
4: All those you protect shall be glad and wring out their joy. You shelter them. In you they rejoice, those who love your name.
3: It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield.
4: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
3: As it, as it, was, it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the church and in Christ.
5: I
0: lift up my heart
5: to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer.
4: We praise your glorious name, O Lord our God.
5: We We praise praise your glorious
4: name, O Lord our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel our Father, from eternity to eternity.
5: Yours,
3: O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory.
4: For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all.
3: Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all.
4: Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning,
4: is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever.
5: Amen. We We praise praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God.
0: Adore the Lord in his
6: holy court. Adore Adore the Lord Lord in in his his holy court.
3: O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court.
4: The Lord's voice. Resounding on the waters, the Lord on the immensity of waters, the voice of the Lord, full of power, the voice of the Lord, full of splendor.
3: The Lord's voice shattering the cedars, the Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon, he makes Lebanon leap like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox.
4: The Lord's voice. Flashes flames of fire.
3: The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare.
4: The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever.
3: The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace.
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the
5: Holy Spirit.
3: As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise.
5: Adore Adore the Lord in his holy court.
3: A reading from the book of Isaiah. Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not raise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. The Word of the Lord.
5: Thanks be to God.
3: Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty.
5: Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn
3: on you in radiant beauty. You will see His glory within you. The Lord
5: will dawn on you in radiant beauty.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: Your light
4: will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in
5: radiant beauty.
0: Lift up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King.
3: Your Savior comes to set you free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel.
5: Amen. Amen.
3: Lift
0: up your eyes, Jerusalem, and see the great power of your King. Your Savior comes to set you free.
4: Christ the Lord, Son of the living God, light from light, leads us into the light and reveals His holiness. With confidence, let us make our prayer.
5: Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus.
4: Light that never fades, dispel the mists about us.
0: Awaken our faith from sleep. Come, Lord Jesus.
4: Guard us from all harm today.
0: May your glory fill us with joy. Come, Come, Lord Jesus.
4: Jesus. Give us unfailing gentleness at all times
0: toward everyone we meet. Come, Lord Jesus.
4: Come to create a new earth for us
0: where there will be justice and peace. Come, Lord Jesus.
4: To these prayers, we pause to add the intercessions
5: of our own hearts. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus.
6: Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Keep us alert, we pray, O Lord our God, as we await the advent of Christ your Son, so that when he comes and knocks, he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
1: Amen. Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. You go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.